Okay, dude, one thing I wanted to actually mention was um, in Israel, it felt like, okay, we were talking about how we've lost our communities after high school and stuff yeah. like that. It doesn't seem as important to the friends here to keep that fun friendship alive than it did to those people that age in Israel. Like, they would be working shitty jobs, yeah. but, like, they would want to spend time with those people that are close to them. We are kind of, like, separate. We like to separate ourselves and kind of think, oh, we're on this path. I need to focus on this, so I can't have my friends right now. But they really, like, prioritize that shit a lot more than we do. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I think Prioritize that's what, it as in going out more with them or just messaging and filming? Well, no, actually more. sitting at their house. And oh, like, going to each other's houses. And yeah, stuff. and sitting and drinking with them and smoking with them and watching a movie with them is instead that, of alone. Is, is that not easier when you're all staying in a kibbutz? Like here, people are far, but people are in Pretoria. Yes, that's definitely, that's definitely a part of it, yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, the, um, it's not particularly in the kibbutz. It was actually near Tel Aviv where I experienced this. But those guys were all living within five streets of each other. You so see, that's, <laughs> that's just... I mean, it's like living in Stellenbosch. Yes, I love beer, bro. It's like living in Stellenbosch. Yeah, dude. That's why, like, these kibbutz and big communities are fucking so good for us. Ultimately... At certain points of our lives. I think it just, when you live in such a big city, and Joburg is not even that big, but when you live in such a big city, things get polarized so much, bro. Sure. And you, you don't know where the structure holds, bro. You don't know where to keep your morals, because the morals are kind of always changing where you are, depending where you are. But the thing is, is that, I mean, all our friends, all the people that we know, are all at big companies now. Yeah, they're sure. all being part of in that Sanson, system, getting part of those communities. They're all in the rat race, and that community is so big. But as soon as you're in that community, people that are not in that community don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You think the people working at Discovery and all of that shit are thinking or even noticing somebody like me that's running a small little business on the side definitely not and we we forced that separation on ourselves ultimately we said okay he uh, i'm in insurance and he's in cars so we are not <laughs> able to talk about anything yeah yeah no but i guess that that separation happened long ago because all those guys went the accounting route and the fucking science mm. and all of that and they studied engineering and all that ways mm. then you get everyone else I, I honestly see the, the successful people in South Africa didn't need anyone else. And it felt like a lot of success in other countries was brought by the community coming together. And in South Africa, it feels so independent if you get... Yeah, it feels well, like everyone's in their own sort of race. Yeah, well, here it's like you, you, as soon as you sort of leave school, you go to uni, you do your time, like you go to prison... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you you ultimately chase I mean some guys want to start up or girls want to start up their own things and they will um but a lot of people just want to chase the corporate dream, bro. They're not e even chasing that's not a dream, bro. I don't believe For some anybody, people that's all they want to do. I don't believe anybody wants to be a part of the, a corporation. I believe they they love the comfort that it comes with, the insurance, the salary, yes. the retirement, whatever, the pension, all of that stuff. Yeah, that but stuff is hella safe, and that's how the corporations get you, bro. That's how they get you. I mean, my but my they brother, also earn huge salaries. I have my brother uh, now. He just got his accounting degree. Yeah, and he started working at a some place. Uh, it's a logistics place. Sorry if I'm messing that up, bro. And um, 
he, he would like to take a break from working there, but uh, slowly but surely he's getting more responsibility, getting more, getting more tasks to do. And now they're also getting uh, more like assurances telling him that, okay, if you stay off for five years, you're going to get this bonus. You're uh, going to get this sort of, you're going to give you a tenure and shit like this, bro. They kind of like, you see how scary the world is. And then they tell you that it's not going to yeah. be scary if you're with them. If you, <laughs> if you go work in the trenches and you stay with us. We'll make sure no bullets will flying over yeah. your head. But uh, is that not the, the, the comfort that, that we all need, bro? I mean, it's so sad. So, I mean, I look it's at all fair, the, it's all the it's em- not even sad. It's employees fair. at our, at my company. And, uh, I mean, they earn well compared to um, other companies doing the same thing. Sure. But we don't have the financial, like, stability and strength to... Assure them. Provide something like a retirement annuity for them or or provide them with a, what's it called? A pension fund. Yeah. And it's like, I'm busy thinking of these people. I, I guess that's what my dad sees for me when I tell him I don't want to study. He's seeing I'm going to be put into a job that doesn't take care of me in that Until way. the rest... For the rest of your life. Yeah, and that's why I can understand everybody jumps into the prison we call university. I understand that's why everyone But does why, why would you even want to fucking... Um, yo, excuse the language. <laughs> why would you even want to... I don't know, I keep thinking about this. Why would you want to live until you living off your pension? I see old people walking around, living on their pension. Why would you want to live that long yeah to, to that long and, and then only have money for when you can't really run around with it that's exactly. how <laughs> like you can just be like oh sweet we can go pay somebody else to take us through the kruger park you know what i mean yes. like you can't really exactly. you can't really do shit for yourself at that age no so i mean and we we find ourselves in the position where we have to make decisions now based on the rest of our lives yeah so it's like, mate, if you don't do accounting and science, and if you don't um, go work for one of these corporations... All these prerequisites. All yeah. these, oh, do science, do Ex- math. Exactly. All these like, okay, if you don't do that, you're not... You're, you're, we're already getting told from when we're like 15, no, you've got to do this, otherwise you're not going to get the opportunities you need. Well, you're not going to get a pension. How, no, do you, how do you not live on a pension? And people try and put that fear into us. Yes. That's what they try and tell us. No, you guys need to be ready. You guys need to do this. And you're like, That's why you have to do your what? homework. I'm just fighting with my friends on, on a WhatsApp group. Like, I just had a roast session on a WhatsApp group. That's like the most important thing in my life right now. Exactly. <laughs> you remember when we used to do that back in the day? Do you remember how hyped up we used to get? I remember going to lessons or something and it, the whole lesson would just be a write-off because... <laughs> you knew. Had... You literally would walk into a class and be like, okay, my fifth lesson, I don't have to do much because Look. I'll get my one friend to piss off the teacher and then we'll just be watching a video. <laughs> like, that was... That's what I consider fucking intelligence. You're not trying to fucking learn. You're just trying to enjoy yourself. That's yeah. intelligence. No, you know? but for... <laughs> yeah. I think for you... School is easy. Uh, uh, we spoke about it before, but it's the structure of everyone. I didn't have to make anything. I had to do things. And I think that's a huge difference. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah. Being a maker and being a doer. I think that's kind of like the difference between being a leader and a follower. But uh, most people consider me a leader, which is fucking weird because I only do well when I'm following. <laughs> which is kind of mad. No, but when everyone's following, people need... 
a face to follow yeah. when everyone's following the school system so sure. i'm example, like a leader within the system i can be like yes, the one yes basketball <laughs> captain perfect <laughs> i mean like you know people who uh comedians right comedians feel like they satire the system they poke jokes at the system ultimately for a greater cause or to bring attention to something yeah I kind of see myself as an unfunny comedian, mostly. <laughs> so you scrutinize the system? Basically, I'll benefit of the system, love the system, but then still poke holes in it and, I guess, ultimately try and make it better. But that's just... Uh... No, but that's so true. I mean, I just think back at school, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, would like, I would be like, oh, wait, I'm a prefect, but behind the doors, yes, yes I hate this person, Fuck I hate you. that, I hate this, I hate that teacher, I hate everything. Yeah, exactly, bro. And I, it was in the kibbutz as well. I was kind of like, oh, wait, we like this guy. And I'm like, shit, I only like half of you. <laughs> but uh, you guys are part of the system. And uh, yeah. I, think there's, I, I feel like <clears throat> the system just gets bigger and bigger until you are so small in the system, it doesn't even matter anymore. Or you find your place <clears throat> in the system and you find your happiness. and your. Bro, what is my system at the moment? I cannot think of what, what mm-hmm. is my system. Yeah, I also can't think of a system. For my system is like the Gating, the Department Licensing. of Traffic. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's so Sorry, big. sorry. Just for Gating Licensing Department. Because if we speak together, yes. no one hears anything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I just realized shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, fair, fair. But yeah, dude, it's such an important question. No, but question. that's what I'm saying. That's Be- what I'm saying is that it's, I'm, I'm in, the system that I'm in at the moment is so big that it doesn't matter to me anymore. Mm. Whereas in school the system does matter, and mm. I can I can influence it's, it. Yeah, it doesn't matter to you because you don't feel like you can make a you, me- meaningful I change. Can't do anything to yeah, it. Yeah, you don't feel part of it in that sense. No. You know, being part of a community means you have your say as well. Yeah, you have presence. You have your say. I mean, we in your contribution. Exactly. So <laughs> it was mm. so funny. So um, couple uh, a month or two months ago, we had a meeting at the Department of Transport. Okay. They sent out a very urgent notice meeting for all proprietors of the private stations okay you know all these uh, uh like the jargon words to to get you yeah in a hurry yeah <laughs> so 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 we we arrive there and all these private testing session guys are there and mm. and then this lady walks in and i mean it was it was the biggest joke of a meeting yeah i've had in my whole life and I'm sitting there and, and some guys are there really trying to make a difference because you can see this whole business is their whole life. For sure. Yeah. And then there's CEOs there that are like, they own so many stations that this meeting doesn't really matter to them. So, and you were able to see that contrast. It was mindset. so crazy. Right. And then I'm there. So at the time we, you know, we were had two stations. Mm. So it was, it was, it was interesting to see, but the department is, I arrived exactly on time. Mm. Everyone arrived about half an hour, hour later. Okay. The yeah. presenter arrived 45 minutes later. Fucking it was an absolute nightmare. Fucking and then, I mean, after the meeting, it was like, what, what was the, even the point of that? Sure. Yeah. And I can, I can understand how you sit there and just feel like, what's the point? There's what, no point. You didn't feel like you got uh, even a point in. But even if, even if we did manage to get, like, even if it was a, a, a good system or whatever... There's no no way of us getting it up to where it's going to make a change because it's so yeah. polarized. Yeah, and it's an interesting perspective because I think it's a very common. Uh, how do I say? Not popular, but people are experiencing that a lot. 
they kind of got their salary and they don't really see a need to no. do anything more with it. No, I... Oh, but I also think growing up and maybe our privileged sense has kind of taught us and shown us that there's more out there and that we deserve more. Obviously, our eyes have been opened more. I, th- I think it's a big yeah. part of us growing up. It's good. a huge part. Like just being shown that you don't have to suffer through what you're doing and you can just log onto the internet and, and start apply for a course or fucking just everything's at your fingertips everything free things so many free things on the internet the, the the internet has created a global network of information that so many africans just don't have access to and so like but this it's... is my point in saying that we just by being in the internet we know what is out there yeah it, it <laughs> opens our eyes so much more there's no tunnel vision uh, but also it's like in the same breath it's not just there's so much out there but it's also like dad will pay mm, yeah that's another thing dad will make it happen exactly Dad will make it a reality exactly know? yeah that's true it's not just because i mean now um you know internet is available to a lot more people mm. like everyone has access but for us it's it's more than just opening our eyes it's it's opening our opportunities mm. Like, we can go anywhere. You want to go study somewhere, we can go study. Yeah, for us, it's a question of confidence. Yo. <laughs> so, Brew, what, what is your plan for uh, next year? You want to go hell, yeah. to Israel and do the whole... Well, this is my current situation, right? I'm earning a salary from teaching these kids. Okay. One that could actually take care of me overseas. Yes. I would like to leave South Africa because of all these lack of community, lack of structure, lack of sort of any sort of Well, maybe you just haven't found, you haven't found, you haven't found a structure here for you Mm, and you found a structure for you somewhere else, which is perfectly fine, bro. And I think you should pursue that structure because it seems to make you the happiest. But how do you like, how do you even go about getting into the army then? Fuck, dude, I sent, yeah, I just sent a message this morning to uh, my old kibbutz volunteer manager or whatever. Okay. Because he was involved with the army as well. Okay. He always bragged about it. Yes, he was a funny guy, dude. One time we were sitting in the office and he just pulled out this new gun he's got. <laughs> it was on the safety, but he was showing off the red dot. Oh, so the red dot side. Fucking throw it all across the room. Just look at this red dot. Look at this. Like, like, <laughs> this 50-year-old is like, it's still a child, bro. <laughs> and nothing wrong with it as well, bro. Like, are, why not? It's are, fucking are, happy. Are guns ava- easily available in Israel? No, he was head of security. Oh, so, so he, he had to have one. He had a gun license. And, yeah, head so, of security and head of volunteer. But I mean, okay, in comparison to to, to South Africa... Uh, Lots of guns available or not? Flip, I've never really been a gun guy. Okay. Or okay. even like knowledgeable about guns, to, to be straight. Okay, question. Yeah. Living in South Africa now, driving in your car every day. Drive. Okay, this is what I wanted to say earlier. You, you say parents make it possible. Since I've been back, I'm living in my dad's apart, my dad's property, driving my dad's car, and working for my dad. So in terms of making your dad making shit possible, I'll be an advocator for that from day one, and I have to just make it clear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So driving this car, living in my driving my dad's car, drive, living in my dad's house. Yes, continue. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm running my dad's company, mm-hmm. living in my dad's house. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. So you can also same, 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 bro. Fuck no. Yeah. Um, 
What were you saying? The you were gonna say the difference between South Africa and Israel? No, no, no. I'm, what I was asking you is, do you not feel the need, being back here now? The need for some sort of self protection. Yeah, I mean, you definitely there's a lot more of uh, an awareness of your safety in South Africa. Like, I think, luckily being uh, being a, a quite a tall and uh, confident guy myself i'm never really caught up in uh, in situations like that um so a, a lot of the times it's other people telling me about it you know and uh i actually did get robbed in a previous place i was living nothing really? of mine got stolen Ram- we got, we got broken into yes i remember in, in Saxonwald, yeah they stole your playstation Oh, that was like 10 years ago. Oh. Okay, but I mean, since I've been back... Oh, in Saxonwold, when yeah, you were... we had a break-in, and uh, security <clears> came <throat> in, and yeah, it was kind of scary. And it's a good question. I think that's one of the one of the reasons why I don't want to be here. Yeah. Is I don't want to worry about my safety, and like, I want to be able to chat with anybody, and because and, I'm such a social guy, I love yes, talking. Yes, And often, not often, I'd say more... More often than I'd like, I'm I'm questioning why people are talking to me in South Africa way more than I'm questioning why people are talking to me in other countries. Yes, yes. I'm always, I'm always like, okay, is he just being friendly for yes. me? Not only one, because he wants to rob me, not, but two, also because he believes, or this person believes, I could offer them a work opportunity. Or, or give you money. Or give, yeah, just give them money just because I feel like that's the right thing to do. Like, it's such a fucking upside down no. social social system that we have. And I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, oh, boo us, boo us. I'm saying boo them, boo, like shame for them because... Yeah. Uh, they don't have anything else. They don't have anything else. That's that's how they learn to get their bread and butter. We so. we are all humans at the end of the day. Um, we so, all figure out how to survive. Uh, you know, it's, it's shit to say it, and I hate to say it, but how far do you have to push somebody for them to fucking do what... I mean... Whatever you want to. Yeah. Look at the crime in the country. Yeah. What yeah, pushes people to do that? To extreme. Yes. Like that, yeah. Yes. So yeah. I, I find myself <clears throat> living in this, uh, you know, large house. Mm. Um, I'm the eldest male. So... It's definitely a factor. No, no, so, no. No, no, no. So, so, so is, is it like a, um, I don't know, an un, unsaid rule that the eldest male in the house, if yeah, you so have, I've, if you have... Uh, people to look after does he go and buy a gun or does he not mm. so i found myself in this predicament and i, I it was strange because i kept having these dreams of people breaking in Fuck. and you know some of these dreams i would have a gun but i couldn't shoot it it wouldn't work <laughs> oh, yeah. so these people were getting in and shooting and you know how this gun doesn't work so i'd wake up in the morning and i would be i, I mean i would just question i'd say I, I don't know. Has my dad not told me this rule yet? Yeah. Is this did, a rule did, that... Did he miss something else? Did, is this a rule that somebody hasn't told me? Should I go out and get something? Because my, my, my dreams keep telling me, mate, mm. you need a gun. You need a gun that works well because people are coming. Mm. <laughs> um, but then again, it's, it's also like when, there's a, when you have a gun and when there's a gun, it's like it creates more of a risk in the situation. I mean, yeah, that's, that's worth talking about. But I, I wanted to touch on the dream and I want to actually keep on the dream metaphor. Like uh, when you lost your dad, we, we just spoke about how dads make our reality, yes. make things possible. Like, yes. <clears throat> that feeling of losing your dad 
not only you have to deal with it consciously, but that subconscious feeling of not being, not feeling like you have what you need to protect yourself. Yes. To protect now this... The family. The family that you now have put under, in your responsibility. Yes. Like, I can definitely see that. No, so it's, it's it's actually, it's your, it's, I I dream about my dad a lot. (coughs) Mm. I really do. And it's strange because he's, he's there. It's so vivid. It's so alive. Um, which is a strange experience in itself. So you put aside anything that happens in the dream. But when you're in that dream. He's there, bro. Fuck. He's 100% there. So. And have you ever thought it's spiritual or like he's actually there? Or have you always known it was a dream? I've always known it's a dream. I honestly, I don't feel like he's coming back to say anything. I don't feel like he's trying to give me a message or anything. Because. I'm not spiritual in that sense. In my head, he's dead. His soul is dead. Mm. Everything is dead. Sure. So, the dreams are strange because a lot of the time I find myself questioning this, the what happened a lot more. Because okay. of what you just said. Because I'm yeah. like, there should be a message. Where is this message? Maybe I interpret it this way. Mm. But it's quite strange because a lot of the time when he when he's in my dreams... He works on my insecurities. Wow. So he will be... Okay, for example, let me tell you, it's it's so strange. It's quite strange. I remember it so well, but it's just because I like document it a lot and okay, think yeah. about it a lot. I think that's that's pretty useful to document it. Yeah. yeah. No, but anyway, so my, my dad was so... He was very, very obsessed with saltwater aquariums like marine a marine tank yeah marine saltwater tank we had a lot growing up and he loved it yeah and you walk through the house now and you just see all the space for aquariums exactly exactly <laughs> you know hanging yeah. fish tank and alice um but um he would look down on people that had fresh water because marine is like elite so this is just for anybody that doesn't really understand like sure. the context of sort of Fish keeping, fish community, keeping. whatever you want to call it. Classism and fish keeping. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's marine, equi- because they're a lot more expensive, it's mm. a lot more hard to keep, and it's a lot more beautiful. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, I, I, yes. So, I, I always, I don't know, I've never had a fish tank. I wanted to get a fish tank, got a fish tank um, shortly after he died. No, actually not shortly, maybe a year after. Okay. And I got a freshwater tank. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. Really yeah. loved it, really got into it. I didn't get a marine tank because... Dude, this sounds like the start of a movie, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening very, very well. <laughs> no, no, so I, I get this freshwater tank and I'm doing like, like cool things to it. You know, it's stuff I'm copying off the internet and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and... I'll have a dream. I didn't do marine because it's so expensive. It's so time intensive. And I just, I don't think I have the skills that my dad had. You respect what your dad was, yes. was, was trying to do. His fish keeping skills. Yeah, That's the only thing I fucking respect about him. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dad. <laughs> so, so it's, it's just funny. So the, 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 I've had a few dreams where he's come uh, to the house. Okay. And it's funny because we don't say anything. We don't mention anything. I don't ask him anything. I don't show him anything. Mm. He comes straight up to my room and he looks at my fish tank. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he just looks at it and he just has this disappointed look on his face oh like my God. how dare you and he just looks at me and he's like fresh water <laughs> fresh water <laughs> so i mean i mean there's so much going on there's so many other things that could add but all <laughs> <laughs> you just oh every every time you have a good day you got a dream with your dad like ah oh, fresh water fresh water <laughs> have so, you had it have you had it multiple times yes yes it's, oh, it's so strange um so I think it's insane you know man. just going back to the dreams he's 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 I don't there's no surely there's no message there what's the message there so I mean I have a lot of hmm. a lot has happened since he's died that I've had to sort of take control of. Mm. Um, and sure. a lot of things play on my mind like did I do the right thing mm. is this what my dad would have wanted sure. is this the right decision like is this the right way I should have got about it and a lot of the dreams I have are him disapproving of it Shit. so him coming back and saying why did you do this to Tova mm. meanwhile okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean we, we've all seen what she's doing to me mm. and us Sure. Um, Tova being ex-wife, ex-mother Ex-fucking-mother Yeah, mother-mother <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, if you're asking me And I, I don't know if you are, but I'm ready to tell my opinion Yes, so. yes please No, I, I don't understand why it's he's coming back and working on my insecurities Sure it doesn't make sense to me Sure, I think your mind is so strong So uh, quick, to, in the same way mine is Maybe not strong. I, I I think you're a smart guy, but I don't want to say that other people are not strong in that way. But uh, you, we are quick to conclusions. Okay. So like we'll like get like three bits of information, and then we'll already have a conclusion on something. So okay. in that sense, we we quick we're quick to make a judgment, right? Okay. So that's why I think it's hard for us to figure out these sorts of things. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. Ultimately, I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> but I believe it's an internal thing. It's as you and it's it's um, it's inspiring for me to hear that you say that dad is gone and dad's not coming back to teach me some shit. Yeah, whatever. No, and well, so I think that'll help you in this sense because you know that it's not some spiritual teachings or whatever. It's something inside of you. Yeah, right. I guess that that does make it easier because it's mm. not it's not me trying to interpret these things. But mm. yeah, I think my nihilistic sort of view on sure. life. Have is, you always had one? Yes. Okay. And what, re- what? How would you describe it? So I remember the first time I learned about nihilism. It was in the English class. Yeah. Grade like ten. Inspiring English. for me too, man. <laughs> Grade ten English, Mister Lethem. Sure. And he was, he had a nihilistic voice as well. Like he was yes, a great guy. Like, he had a beard, <laughs> yeah. short hair. And he also read you read us the book, uh, The Road, the longest, no. most boring book no, no, no. So ever. The, our theme for Grade Ten English was post-apocalyptic. Okay. Post-apocalypse. Sure. So what we learned about like that was ours. Yeah. Yes. For okay, us. You, oh, sorry. For us. <laughs> yeah, we were in I'm the same uh, same grade. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. So that's why we read The Road. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, book. Sure. That's why we learned about nihilism. Okay. Yes. Do you see how it links? And sure. Mr. Lethem was so good at explaining these concepts and so good at uh, just piquing our interest. Okay. So I remember the one lesson. I don't know if he did, if all the teachers did this, but the way he did it was so great. So we're learning about a post-apocalyptic book. Yeah. 
Um, for anybody that doesn't know, the road is about... Um, Some shit happens. Yeah, there's a... There's a Zombie apocalypse, kind of. Yeah, but no and zombies. there's a dad and a son, and it's the development of their relationship and them going through this post-apocalyptic world where everyone's trying to kill you and, and whatnot. Um, but anyways, I, I remember so, so clearly the one exercise you did. He, he said, okay, guys, you, you have a trolley. Uh, it's, you're living in a post-apocalyptic world. Shopping cart trolley. Yes, yes. Yeah. Shopping cart trolley. Yeah, South African word trolley, yeah. <laughs> if I keep saying post-apocalyptic, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> um, but anyways, you're living in this world and you have a shopping cart. He says... Write 10 bullet points and everything that you would have. Like, if you could only have 10 things, what would you have in that shopping cart? Oh, shit. Just roaming around. Yes. In one shopping cart. So, it, it was just so... Like, we all obviously... How wrote, relevant is that to us and to the, the South Africans? Like, it's, we see the trolley guys riding around now with their whole lives and never. I can yeah, imagine. Literally. Literally. Yeah, what a what a interesting way. It's like uh, be on an island. What's the top seven things you would take? No, so like so I think what he the way he sort of described things was he was quite nihilistic. He was like, um, well, he wasn't nihilistic in that sense, but he didn't put it on us. He didn't. He wasn't <laughs> nihilistic, but he sort of accepted people being so nihilistic about the situation. So mm. people's uh, suggestions. So we went around. Realistic. The, yes, realistic, we yeah. we we went we went around the class, and uh, he was like, "Okay, well, well, what would you guys have?" And uh, you know, some guy would say a machete, mm. a knife, uh, fire starters. Um, what else? Uh, a torch. A torch. Um, a solar power panel whatever and sure. then uh, you know some people are like oh weed <laughs> and then uh, he says no prescription six drugs anyone he said you, you're telling me you wouldn't go past a pharmacy and and like grab know, things yeah grab a few <laughs> things it's like it's it's the end of the world like yeah i don't know what 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 do you guys think sure so i think in that sense the way he peaked the way he let our minds run yeah was was so good because it's almost like the whole world opened up in that yes, in that explanation exactly because yeah. it wasn't any more about oh survival oh on an island or the it, it was like realistically and I, I think what I are think, you gonna grab sure what do you i think maybe what he was able to do i actually do remember this class when you explain it what he was able <laughs> to do was was take us away from that teacher's student yes. relationship and actually ask us a genuine question yes you know what i mean not when we have to be like okay i will i'll be like 80 percent true because 100 percent true might get me in trouble well you always i don't know you know I... taking weed the teacher might be okay the student is on the watch list now. exactly you know some shit like that someone would only say that because he was such a cool teacher mm, um exactly shout out to the teachers exactly what mm. i was going to say is that in school i always said what the teacher wanted to hear did you not do that as well? Boy, structure. That's why I call myself a dog. If the, <laughs> if the structure was happy, I was happy. <laughs> I, I must be honest. It, 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 when you say it like that, I 100% was the same in school. Mm. I really did. I stuck to the structure. I, I'd said what needed to be said. I did For what sure. needed to be done. You felt that conflict do. when you had like your friends telling you to do one thing and then you actually were dealing with it with a teacher or something. Exactly. First hand. You felt that conflict. 100%. And you, well, uh, you, you would 
tinged with the teacher's side, in, in my experience at least. If you're in a class and the back corner is making noise and it's your, your mates. Your mates, yo, bro, that conflict. And, exactly. and we were prefix. Exactly. So in that moment that we were prefix, imagine that feeling. It's exactly. So, <laughs> so like, it's like, okay, the teacher is, I don't know, Mr. Bauer. You sit in your chair and you do your work. You don't, you don't mess around. But let's say it's uh, another teacher. And yeah. let's not say a name. <laughs> sure. Oh, we talk about Mr. Leeson. There wasn't a lack of respect. There was a whole different environment. But you see, even with Mr. Leeson, I'll just get my work done, then go talk. But if it's, mm. if it's, some, if it's some... Geography teacher or some n- not, not PE teacher. LO teacher. I'm trying to think. <laughs> if it was... Uh, I can, I can just name like 10 Afrikaans. names right now. <laughs> Afrikaans, okay. I, I would a subject go. you struggled with, you didn't really care about, no, there was no... The teacher hated me. Mm, all this shit. Yo, shout out Miss Ellis. She was actually a good teacher. She tried her hardest with me. <laughs> <laughs> shout no, out to this teacher. Nobody man. could actually... Yo, do you Boy. know the amount of extra lessons I went to for Afrikaans? Yeah. I, I just made it, bro. Sure. My, the most proud mark I had on my mm. matric certificate, mm. 54% Afrikaans. Cheers, my guy. Cheers I to that. Clank that on. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I would love to talk about teaching for a bit because I've been teaching for like five months now, five, six months now. I have to half babysit and half teach. And when I say babysit, it's like... This thing's out of flavor. Oh, cuck. I've got flavor in the car. Um, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I want to explore this teaching yes, for a second. Yes. I'll try and babble for a little bit. Let me quickly get some flavor and then we can Okay. One thing I'm worried about <coughs> in leaving this place is, is the puppy. Hey, baby. It's okay. Shh. 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 Down. Yeah. Down. That's my girl. If I'm going to leave this place, I'm going to have to find a great house, a great place for this dog. And uh, that's a, it's a really weird thing because ultimately I'm dealing with the fact that I shouldn't have taken a fucking dog in the first place. Because she is amazing, she is so smart, she doesn't give me any problems, she makes my life so much better. But ultimately if I'm deciding between progressing myself and and trying to live a full life and and helping another life live their full life i I choose myself at the moment and i think it's you can understand that's a tough decision but uh yeah anyway nick is back dude okay teaching (laughs) brad what's up my new business your new business card nicholas christie Los Nikas. <laughs> okay, tell me about teaching. Oh, yeah, this is cool. How much money would you... Actually, no. I would put so much money on the fact that you never, ever would have expected yourself to go, get into teaching. Oh, my God, bro. I never expected myself to go to Israel. Because it was always like, uh, after high school, it was always like, okay, you could study. Or you could do all these other things. Yeah. And all those other things included... A year in Israel, uh, teaching online, yes. a year in America, all these... Everything that... Was a gap year, doing a yacht, doing the yacht course, all these sorts of things. Yeah, unorthodox. And now I'm just slowly going through them and <laughs> 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 ticking them off one by one. 
And I never, ever, ever expected that. I, I fucking thought the right thing to do was to go to engineering. Even though I, I thought it was the right thing to do. I didn't want to do it. I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do. I've wasted my dad's money for fucking two years in university. Uh, and yeah, fucking hell, now we're here. I'm teaching about 10 students at the moment. Nine from Israel, one in South Africa. I'm teaching one math, nine English. And uh, the range it ranges from 10 years old to 16. As I say, the 16-year-old, I don't babysit. So I half babysit and I half teach. Okay. 16-year-old, I don't babysit. Anyway, besides the point. Um, Would you prefer to have an older or younger clientele? I like the mix of both. Okay. Right now, I only have one 16-year-old. I'd like to have like five 16-year-olds because I have five 10-year-olds. So it'd okay. Because be, what ends up happening is I make a lesson for the... I make a lesson for one of the guys, like the 16-year-old, and then I would use that lesson for all the other 16-year-olds. Oh, I see. But now I'm just... And it would help me with time management. Yes. And I do that with the 10-year-olds. I make like two or three lessons, and then I kind of spread them out for all of them and mix it between them. But uh, anyway, to the point. Half babysit, half teaching. The attention is the most important thing when you're teaching, right? Keeping someone's attention. Yes. You cannot teach somebody who doesn't want to learn right yes that is my teaching style if i see the kid is a little bit disinterested i'll try and do some work that'll get him interested if i see the kid is completely disinterested i'll do something fun that sort of shit is is uh like you know how you nurture someone someone who wants to be a scientist you don't tell them no you can't be a scientist you kind of say okay well why do you want to be a scientist you nurture the curiosity Yes. Right. You allow the the curiosity to grow. You allow this person to kind of be empowered by their curiosity, and I just think school. You are only only the classes that you were empowered to be curious in, like classes like Mister Lethem. Yes. Will you actually hold that for the rest of your life? You know what I'm saying. One hundred percent. Well, not even that. But will you will you even do your homework? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, dude, this this fundamental teaching concept i think people fuck i'm sitting here being a a protagonist being a preacher but i think people need to hear it because we have so many opinions and so many fucking ideas of things we need to be very careful that we're not teaching each other but rather discussing with each other yeah so it's it's more a two-way thing than a one-way thing like i think it's a hundred percent valid to be Someone who's, who knows a lot about something and has the ability to teach about it. That's valuable. Yes. I think a lot of people believe they are that and aren't that. But <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Um, when you are that, you understand that the only person who wants to learn from you will come and ask you. You're not sitting there saying, this is how you do that. This is how you do that. Because that, that is not teaching. That is preaching. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So even in a sense like this, like even if you don't want to hear me, don't hear me. <laughs> That's the thing. You only need to learn if you're actually interested in it. No, but that, I mean, I never did well in the, in the subjects where I felt like the teacher was a preacher mm. of Afrikaans. Mm. That's for sure, yeah. You felt almost like, I start to feel opposed when yes. someone starts teaching. You would want to, you, you want to rebel. <laughs> yes, you want to push back and then you want to be like, oh, well, I'm going to find the first reason why I think you're full of shit. And that's what we end up doing. It's like the first we made teachers cry. Yeah. yeah, and then we would sit at break and find all the reasons why that teacher was so shit. 
You know what I mean? Because we didn't like the way that they were teaching us. But some teachers were just really... Yeah, I mean, definitely some shit is out there. I hate the email notification. Dude, you are in work time. It is two o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> Fair enough. I told everyone I was going to a meeting. <laughs> um, this is my meeting. Important meeting. Fuck me, man. Okay, no, it's it's actually just... Ah, it's insurance. Anyway, bro, I'd like to actually wrap this podcast up with a conclusion. Yes. Nick and I just sat and rambled, yeah, for a little bit. And thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope everything was caught. Um, I kind of just like, why do we like making a podcast? Because we think we have interesting conversation, basically. Can't really put it more than that. No. I, uh, I don't really expect anybody to listen. I kind of... I'm going to love it when I can listen back to this in 10 years time. Yes. And uh, yeah, I found that love in the vlogs I did as well and all that sort of shit. But uh, yeah, if you are a listener to the podcast, uh, we'll grow together. (laughs) Uh, I think this is my third podcast. New recording 42. Yeah. (laughs) New recording 42. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love it. Oh, thank you, Nicholas. Christy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to put your Instagram or something there. Ah, uh, yo, do you know should I, do you know what I should do, eh? What? Business card. No, no, no. <laughs> not business. Not personal. Should I share my, uh, my, so I actually, I don't, haven't even told you, but I have a, a Instagram account. Okay. With all my fish tanks and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, but I haven't told anyone about oh, it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'll, sh- I'll share that uh, that Instagram. Oh, wait, read it very clearly, okay. very slowly, and see if we get anybody. <clears throat> Bro, fuck. That'll be a way to know if anybody's listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is. How do I view my... Okay, so it's aquaterra.sa. So A-Q-U-A-T-E. R R A dot S A. So let me explain the name. Mm. Aqua is water, Terra is land. Okay. And basically all my, my tanks are water and land. So that's uh. that's and then it's just SA, South Africa. So yeah. Okay, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Give me oh, a follow. Yeah. Uh, and go compliment all the fresh water tanks that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> be be a lad. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicholas. Cheers. Hey, <laughs>